Welcome to the Mom Bod Nutrition and Fitness Podcast, a podcast for postpartum moms who want to build a body they love after baby without counting calories or adding butter to their coffee. I'm your host, Rachel Benite, a registered dietitian, pre and postnatal personal trainer, and mom. This podcast is intended to be your go-to resource for all things postpartum nutrition and fitness, providing expert insights, practical tips, and relatable content to equip you on your postpartum health journey. In today's episode, I am going to be getting a bit vulnerable with you all, but because I'm no longer in this place in my life, I feel confident and honestly excited to share this part of my story with you. I know that what I'm going to be sharing with you today is something that other women have experienced, and it's my opinion that postpartum moms especially would benefit from hearing this part of my story. You might be confused by the title of today's episode and how it relates to postpartum nutrition and fitness, and I imagine many of you listening have never heard of the term orthorexia, not to be confused with anorexia. And fair warning, today's episode might be a little bit longer than usual, But really, in order to do this subject justice, I knew that I was going to need to spend a bit more time on it. So orthorexia, what is it? According to Google, which we know, Google knows everything, (laughs) orthorexia is a term that describes obsession with healthy eating. A person with orthorexia is fixated on the quality rather than quantity of their food to an excessive degree. And you might be thinking, Rachel... This doesn't sound all that bad. Being obsessed with eating healthy, isn't that the quote healthy thing to do? Until your obsession with health makes you extremely unhealthy. So this is my definition of orthorexia. Orthorexia is being obsessed with quote clean eating and becoming extremely obsessed with eating only quote healthy or quote clean foods. So while I was never officially diagnosed with orthorexia, it doesn't take a professional to conclude that I was dealing with an extremely unhealthy obsession with food. And I actually did see a therapist that helped me identify that my obsession was unhealthy. So about two years into my career as a dietitian, I started working in what's called functional medicine. Essentially, functional medicine is using nutrition, lifestyle, and supplement strategies to get to the root of what is driving symptoms and disease in the body. Functional medicine has become extremely popular within recent years, and for good reason. People are looking for answers beyond pharmaceuticals and the conventional approach to illness. And I am very much for this. That's what really drew me to functional medicine to begin with. During my time at this functional medicine practice, I learned so much. I learned about hormones, gut health, supplements, and how to see food as an opportunity to be used to prevent disease. But in the midst of this, I also developed an extremely unhealthy fear of food. So for about a three-year time period, I would only eat foods that I knew the exact ingredients and that I deemed, quote, clean. So I would do things like call ahead to restaurants to ask what oils they use to prepare their foods. If certain ingredients were used in preparation like soy or dairy or gluten or other ingredients that I deemed quote inflammatory. During this same time period, I cycled through a variety of extremely restrictive diets, keto, paleo, autoimmune paleo, food sensitivity based diets, and just various protocols that I was learning about in my workplace at the time. And unfortunately, I was putting these same expectations on clients. 
To me, gluten was from Satan himself and everyone and their dog. Yes, even my dogs needed to be gluten-free. Dairy was second in line to gluten. Um, dairy caused inflammation and was the cause of all sorts of issues for people. Rice was bad because it was contaminated with arsenic. Any fruit except berries were bad because they were too high in sugar. And don't even get me started on things like sugar, food dyes, and anything artificial. All of these things were straight poison. You might as well just be injecting your veins directly with poison. I would bring my own food to family and friend gatherings. I only had a select few restaurants that I would eat at. My poor husband supported me through all of this. But since coming out of this place, I know that it did impact our relationship at the time. He actually tried expressing to my doctor at the time, um, expressing concerns, but I just, you know, dietitian talked my way out of it. You know, I'm a dietitian. I need to be an example of health. Um, I need to model health to others. I didn't acknowledge how significant of a problem that it was. Unfortunately, you know, I was doing the exact opposite of being healthy. My obsession with clean eating and my obsession around perfection in my health led not only to a lot of anxiety, but I was also tired all the time. I couldn't build muscle in spite of lifting weights five days per week. I was having panic attacks before work several days per week. And so in my efforts to be, quote, healthy and to attain this perfection around my health, I was actually the unhealthiest that I have ever been. So I ended up seeing a therapist due to just the debilitating anxiety that I was experiencing so regularly. And I hadn't really made the connection between this pursuit of perfection and the anxiety that I was experiencing. I've dealt with anxiety for most of my life to us, you know, at, at different times to different degrees. This was definitely one of the uh, times that it was at its highest. But again, I wasn't making the association between this pursuit of perfection and the anxiety. So the therapist that I went to see, he helped me identify what he called unrelenting standards, really in every area of my life. But one that came up was in my health. So with the foods I was putting in my body, with my uh, unrelenting standards around what my physical body looked like um, with the amount of exercise that I was doing. He helped me identify that this desire to be perfect in my health really was unsustainable and ultimately unhealthy. So fast forward to the present, where am I, where am I now with all of this? Has the pendulum completely swung in the opposite direction? Do I eat McDonald's three times per day? You can probably guess that it hasn't done that. You know, just like most things in life, there has to be a middle ground. So it is possible to consider the quality of the foods we're putting in our body without obsessing or trying to seek perfection. So at this time, really the only food that I limit on a regular basis is going to be gluten-containing grains. So gluten is a protein found in wheat, barley, and rye. Um, and for me personally, I notice that I physically do not feel as good whenever I consume gluten. I notice that my joints feel stiff. I notice that my stomach does not tolerate it well. And I do notice headaches. And this is something that I've seen the pattern over and over. And I've also done lab testing to confirm that this is actually a problem where my body doesn't digest gluten well. 
So with the exception of eating sourdough, sourdough, because of the fermentation that happens, the gluten content of sourdough is much lower. Um, so I do eat sourdough on a regular basis, but outside of sourdough, um, gluten is something that I just don't consume on a regular basis. Other things, you know, I do try to keep most artificial ingredients out of our foods. That doesn't mean that we don't have them though. So things like artificial sweeteners, artificial dyes, um, again, we don't avoid them like the plague. We will consume them, but we don't usually buy products and just eat them on a regular basis. I do buy some foods organic, but I also buy other foods non-organic. We eat sugar, we eat dairy. Actually, we love dairy. We eat a lot of dairy in our home. Um, ultimately, if the food comes from God's creation and I like it, I feel confident putting it in my body. So what does this have to do with postpartum? I believe that women in this demographic and their postpartum journey run the risk of falling into this clean eating trap for a couple of different reasons. The first reason is if you're breastfeeding and perhaps you have this thought of, I really just want to make the most nutritious milk for my baby. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with that, having that desire and working towards making nutritious milk for your baby is a very awesome goal to have. But I want to tell you that the human body is pretty amazing in the fact that it's going to prioritize making nutritious milk for your baby, even if you aren't eating the most nutritious diet. That being said, maternal diet does impact the nutrients found in breast milk, especially nutrients, essential fatty acids like DHA and EPA. But that does not mean that your nutrition has to be perfect. And I would actually say that if you're hyper concerned with having this super clean, perfect diet while you're breastfeeding, you're going to run the risk of under eating and hurting your milk supply. So your calorie needs postpartum, especially if you're lactating, are significantly higher compared to a non-lactating woman. Approximately 25% more, sometimes even greater. Again, it depends on a lot of different factors. But especially if you're active postpartum, if you're exercising, or even if you're not exercising regularly, if you are very active taking care of other children or working a job where you're on your feet all the time, you are going to have significantly higher calorie needs. So if you are fully breastfeeding, so exclusively breastfeeding, you could be expending as much as 500 additional calories a day just in order to make breast milk for your baby. So it might require you to eat processed foods or have foods that are often deemed quote unhealthy in order to meet your breastfeeding calorie needs. Now I'm not going, I'm not telling you to go and just like eat a bunch of junk food in order to eat enough calories. That's not at all what I'm saying, but I am saying that foods that are often demonized in the health and fitness space, like bread or pasta or baked goods or crackers or pancakes or cereal, you know, the quote, white, beige, carby foods can actually be a really great, easy source of carbohydrates for a busy breastfeeding mom. I plan to do an episode on low-carb diets in the future, so I won't give away my entire perspective on this episode, but I can tell you that your carbohydrate needs when you are postpartum, especially those first three months, and if you are breastfeeding, are going to be higher than a woman who was neither of those things. So you need more carbohydrates. This brings me to another point, processed foods. So 
Processed foods. This is such a like ambiguous term. Honestly, something can be processed if it's been chopped. That's technically been processed. So there's obviously degrees of processed foods. But when I say processed foods, typically what I mean is foods that are in a package or a wrapper or a box. So processed foods like bars, granola bars, protein bars, protein shakes, pouches, crackers, you know, snack foods. These things can be extremely convenient for you as a mom, especially the busier you get, the more kids that you have. And I can say that it's possible to be mindful around these food choices. It doesn't have to be an all or nothing situation. It doesn't have to be a all processed food, all junk, or none at all. Like you can find that middle ground. So perhaps it's eating a protein bar with some fruit for a snack or making a sandwich with a high fiber, high protein bread. You don't have to make all of your meals from scratch. You don't have to buy only organic. Dairy. Let's talk about dairy. Again, this was one that I used to say was inflammatory and everybody needed to not consume dairy. So dairy is another food that's often demonized within this clean eating space. But dairy is one of the most nutritious foods. Dairy is an incredible source of protein, of vitamin A, calcium, phosphorus, magnesium, B vitamins. During a time of life, whenever your mineral needs and protein needs and vitamin needs are all so much higher. So during that first year postpartum, especially if you're breastfeeding, you are needing to replete nutrients that were lost during pregnancy um, and nutrients that are being given to baby through breast milk. Not to mention that your body is probably more sleep deprived and more stressed, which increases nutrient needs in the body. Your body essentially burns through more nutrients when you are under more stress. Dairy can be a great source of a lot of these nutrients. Now you might be thinking, well, what if my baby has an allergy to something? And I definitely don't want to dismiss this because this is a very real thing. There is a potential for that, but I would encourage you to rule out all other possibilities before assuming that dairy or another food is automatically the problem. So the moral of the story with breastfeeding is yes, prioritize nutrient-dense whole real food. Include those in your daily intake. But don't be afraid of including processed foods. And I would encourage you that if you're struggling with getting in enough calories, you might need to be including some processed foods in order to get there. Okay, so reason number two that you might fall into this trap of, quote, clean eating or pursuing perfection around your health postpartum is if you're trying to lose weight. You're going to come to find through this podcast and any content that I put out that I am not anti-weight loss. There's nothing wrong with wanting to lose weight after having a baby or make changes to your physical body. And honestly, the actions that are required to lose weight, so making nutrition changes, prioritizing physical activity, both of these things can considerably improve your mood, your confidence, and just how you show up in the different roles in your life. So as long as weight loss is being approached in a healthy way, I'm a big proponent of making this a priority. But many postpartum moms think that in order to lose weight, they need to be following a set of rules or good foods and bad foods or extreme exercise plans like 75 hard. Don't even get me started on that. I actually plan to do an episode with my perspective on that. So whether it be through social media ads or your best friend who's doing Whole30, um, many women fall into this health perfection mindset when it comes to losing weight postpartum. And while I encourage all of my clients to focus on eating whole, real, nutrient-dense food, there has to be a balance. 
Weight loss isn't dependent on only eating, quote, clean foods. Weight loss isn't dependent on only eating, quote, anti-inflammatory foods. Weight loss comes from being in a calorie deficit. We're going to talk about weight loss on future episodes. I'm not going to get into all of that today because there's a lot that goes into it. Uh, But you can lose weight only eating McDonald's. McDonald's three times a day. You could lose weight if you stayed in a calorie deficit. Now, you're going to probably feel like poop, but it is possible. So like I said, in future episodes, I will be covering strategies that I use with my postpartum clients to help them sustainably lose weight after having a baby. But I can tell you that it isn't dependent on following a list of, quote, good foods and bad foods, rather focusing on what are called macro balanced meals, prioritizing protein, high fiber carbs and fat at each of your meals in order to nourish your body, provide it with the nutrients that it needs, control cravings and give you energy to support your body. So if you can relate to anything that I shared today, whether you're caught up in, quote, clean eating or trying to follow a set of rules around food or obsession over the amount of exercise that you're doing or any type of pursuit of perfection in your health, remember that this obsession might actually cause you more harm than good. So isn't the point of pursuing health so that we can show up in our lives at our best, enjoy our families? feel good in our bodies. It seems that missing out on social events because of food or feeling tired all the time because we aren't fueling our bodies with enough calories or killing ourselves trying to burn more calories while exercising is pulling us further away from the real reasons we want to be healthy. So here are some things you might consider. Ask yourself, am I putting any unreasonable standard on myself when it comes to my health? Where could I find a middle ground? What specific next steps could I take in order to create a more reasonable expectation or standard for myself? The next thing that you can do is stop following social media accounts that perpetuate the problem. What we feed grows. If we are constantly taking in content that encourages food rules, diet extremes, or unhealthy expectations, we will constantly question if we are doing enough. And then lastly, consider the example you want your children to follow. Do you want them to obsess over being perfect in their health? Probably not. Do you want them to swing in the opposite direction and care nothing about their health, the food they put in their body, or making movement a priority? Probably not that either. So consider the outlook you'd like your kids to have and model that. Because our kids will most likely develop their perspective on health based upon our example. If postpartum weight loss is something that you're working towards, or perhaps you're currently pregnant and you know that you would like to lose some weight after having your baby, in the show notes, I have linked my restriction-free nutrition weight loss guide. This is a nutrition guide for moms three months or more postpartum who desire to lose weight and get fit after having their baby without hurting their milk supply. So this guide breaks down how to build what I call macro balanced meals, um, what things to consider, and then I also give you five high-protein meal ideas to get started with. So I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. It would mean so much to me if you could leave a review and subscribe in order to get more traffic to this podcast, sharing it with a friend or a family member that you think might enjoy it. Thanks so much for tuning in today, and I'll catch you on the next episode.